Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is The Fray Podcast, brought to you by TheFray.com, a place for women who want more from life. Today's podcast is a conversation with my little sister who has all of a sudden become incredibly shy, which is very, very off-brand for her. Mallory, say hi. Hi. (laughs) She's really scared. She's like, oh, I am so nervous. I feel like my heart's about to explode. (laughs) But she has agreed. And you've mentioned before that you'd be open to having a bit of a chat on the podcast just like about dating and single mum life and all of those things. Oh, absolutely. And what are you nervous about? Oh, I don't know. Just, talk, just talking to, to no one. And we were testing the audio levels before and I said, just say something so I can check yours. And she like just like froze in fear. Like you can say anything. But anyway, it is unusual to see Mallory go quiet or feel uncomfortable because she is generally the sort of person who – thrives making other people feel uncomfortable would you say that's fair yeah definitely absolutely (laughs) um and something I guess that I think is worth mentioning when it comes to my sister is the fact that she has kind of like followed in my footsteps a little bit yeah I would say so a couple of similarities between us and also I should probably say you're five years younger than me right five years ish um so a couple of similarities I did a hairdressing apprenticeship when I left high school I also did a hairdressing apprenticeship when I when I finished high school. I have twin boys. I also have twin boys. However, I didn't choose that. She <laughs> didn't a, actively go out and... A family of overachievers. Um, and she also has a daughter who is six months younger than the boys. So I remember finding out that you were pregnant like two days after I'd had the boys and mum was so nervous to tell me. I don't know why she was nervous to tell me. I was so nervous to tell you. I don't know why. That's a weird thing. But then I only had one baby and I wasn't as clever as you. So no one cared about my one baby to your two. (laughs) So then she had to go and have two on the next round. So Mallory has three kids. You also um, became divorced or started a divorce proceeding, a separation, the same year that I did in 2019. But I mean, they say that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. (laughs) Apparently so. (laughs) And next week she's starting a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't think so. (laughs) Just be like full silent. The fru. Um, The what? (laughs) The fru. (laughs) (laughs) The fru. Coming soon. Um, And what else is probably important for people to know? Oh, you're 30. Yeah, I just turned 30. Yeah, welcome to your 30s. Thank you. And where are you living? Oh, look, I've, <laughs> I've just moved back in with my dad. It's fantastic. <laughs> he is the, the best man in the world. He is, even though a little bit later on we're probably going to kind of poke holes in his yeah, character. He is, as, as an adult, I can appreciate him a lot more. And he's, um, he's fine to live with. I think, like, as an adult, you, I don't know, like, I won't speak on behalf of you, but I know for me, with both of our parents, you kind of get to a point where you just 
have to realize they're just humans and go, oh, like that's just a human doing the best human job that they possibly can do. And while dad's not like a super emotionally available person, which we'll talk about because I think it connects directly to your dad issues. Daddy, absolutely. (laughs) um, But yeah, I do think you get to a point where you just appreciate people for, for who they are. Agree? Yeah, agree. And I think I, now as an adult, I understand his love language and his... What do you think his love language is? Oh, his is definitely acts, acts of, of service, service yeah. or um, gifts. He's, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like he buys terrible gifts. <laughs> but often. All the time. Like yeah. all the time. I remember kind of having that epiphany when the boys were really little and I was picking them up from daycare and I had the impulse to take them a gift every time. I'm, like, the, I'm the exact same, but also my – so I work full time and dad picks up my oldest girl – every day from school and every single day he takes her to the shop after school and buys her something every day. And that's what he did with us. Like I, I can so vividly, vividly remember getting in the school, in the school, in the car after he picked us up. Tic-tacs. I was going to say tic-tacs, fruit tingles or like a pair of novelty socks. Like he just always had something for us. And it wasn't until, yeah, I was picking up my own kids and I'm like, why do I have this urge to always stop and get them like a little something just for making it through the day? And I was like, oh, that's because that's how dad was with us. Yeah. And maybe that's why we're both materialistic. Yeah. I don't think that I'm materialistic. I think you are. Do you? Yeah. In what way? I think we like nice things and whatever we both want, we always get. (laughs) I don't don't know. I don't know about that. Like I definitely like nice things, but I also can't think of anything that I have that I value super highly. Like if the house was on fire – there's not really anything that I can think of that I'd be like devastated to lose. No, I think that's very similar to me, but I'm not attached to anything as such. Yeah. But I do, I guess I like to have nice things. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and dad is still like that now. Like when we go to his house and I can imagine, and you can speak on it, what it's like living with him, but the gifts and like, he's always like, what can I get you? What can I do for you? Here, have this, eat this, drink this. Yeah. I could not tell you the last time I've ever wanted a toasted sandwich <laughs> and I get offered one at least five times a day. <laughs> Just in case. Yeah. Um, and I do think it's an interesting thing. Mallory's just slurping her coffee. And when you put it down, that sound will come through as well. So be careful. Very sorry. That's okay. Um, when, what was I going to say? Oh, I think it's interesting when you become an adult and Mallory and I were just having this conversation on our walk you kind of start to notice the through line of perhaps what you're going for in a relationship that was either familiar because that's what your parents gave you or they didn't give you something. So then you're seeking that. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's where we are like to get all Freudian, where we're quite different in the sense of you tend to go for emotionally unavailable men Mm -hmm. and I go for men that are too available. Yes, but I think even though we have the same parents, I would say we had very different experiences in upbringing because, yes, we're five years apart, you're the baby, and I think – and, again, this is just – I mean, you tell me if I'm wrong, but when I kind of, like, analyse things, I feel as though because you were the third girl and there was that gap – Dad really wanted a boy and it was really known. Oh, it was evident. Even my childhood, I did, you girls did figure skating and dancing and I did martial arts and soccer and dad used to make me go on runs with him and take me to the park. And I remember, I remember once he came home with a soccer ball, like 
just a gift, another gift, like a soccer ball for me. And I was put into every kind of boy Boy, kind of sport that you can imagine. Whereas you girls had your tutus and your fringes permed and <laughs> we didn't know how fringes <laughs> saved it was just the 80s did. but but see i see that's interesting because you so wanted to do those things but i think probably you did want to do those things because dad was always saying you're the boy i never had like yeah. that's what he'd say yeah, to you absolutely. like this is the boy i never had and, and he, kind of guide you towards yeah exactly he always suggested <laughs> strongly like i did martial arts for years yeah that and was dad never suggested took, and dad to me. took me every every single time but you were also quite a defiant, outspoken child and you were always willing to really take up space, like always be the center of attention, always take up space and attention. And for me, as I look back on our childhood, I do kind of think, oh, I think you were doing that. Like you were compensating, like you weren't the boy that dad always said he wanted, but you were going to be big in every other way. Like you were going to make us all laugh and you were going to be like the rebel. Yeah, I feel like that's a really fair statement. I think it was never a secret from dad that he, he wanted a he boy. He kind of didn't want a like, third girl, yeah. The first thing he said when I was born was, was oh, shit. oh shit, like another girl, and he didn't. I don't think dad and I had a bond until I was an adult. I think until I had my own children, and now I feel like we have a really close bond. Yeah, see, that's interesting. You don't feel like you had a bond with dad, and so – when you are choosing men now that you're dating, you're wanting them. And again, like who are we to like, this is just all speculation, but like you seem to really like people who are obsessed with you very quickly. Oh, I date the same type of man. And that is to the point where they look the same guys. Like they look the same. Yeah. And, (laughs) but they throw themselves at me. Like, yeah, they are so available. Mm. And you love that until you don't. I love that until the next week when I meet someone else that has possibly one more tattoo or is an inch taller. And someone who's going to give you even more of that dopamine hit of, hey, I'm going to drop everything for you. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I tend to gravitate towards people who are emotionally or physically, like as in they live somewhere else, unavailable to me. And I think again, that does relate to like, dad's always been there for me, but he's always been like a little bit emotionally unavailable. He's a very black and white person. There's no shades of gray with him. So that feels very familiar and safe for me to not be able to reveal too much about my own emotions with someone. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting. But you know, one of the other similarities, of course, with Mallory and I now, well, the biggest similarity and the reason we're probably sitting down and having this conversation is that we are both in our 30s, you're only just in. Welcome. Barely. I don't look it. <laughs> Barely. Um, but we are dating. We do have kids. And it's an interesting thing to be dating as an adult, as someone who has kind of, I don't know if you feel like this, but sometimes I feel like I have two lives. Oh, absolutely. And I think that is probably another thing that I guess as hard as divorce is and everything that comes with it, I do feel like we're both in a situation where we are, I don't know if lucky is the right word, but we get that time to date without the children. Yes, like, there are. There will be people listening who have full-time custody of their kids and they don't have the option to not introduce their yeah. kids quickly or they don't have the option to easily go, oh, okay, I've got these three days to myself or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like that's very beneficial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I definitely feel – and I feel both of the things, but sometimes I feel quite lucky, as you said, to have the experience of – 
family time, of getting to be mum, of getting to raise these beautiful kids and really being deep in mum mode and then getting to change gears. Yeah, and, and it enjoy is. friends and dating and that sort of stuff. It is. It's it's two lives, even for yeah, like our day to day lives. Like I, my work hours are different on the weeks that I don't have the children. Mm. How I train, where I go to the gym, it's different. They're two different weeks that I live. So Mallory does week on week off mm-hmm. with her three, and you went through a really amicable divorce. Would yeah, you say? Yeah, my ex husband and I are, are great. Like, yeah, he's a great. He comments on your Instagram. He does. He's a, he's a great dad, and our kids are so happy and so well adjusted that I'm I'm really thankful for that. Yeah, you picked a good one. Yeah, to divorce. Yeah, absolutely, great one to divorce. <laughs> no, he's a good guy. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you can relate. Then I feel whiplash sometimes. Like it takes me a little bit to calibrate. But then I only have like the three nights without the boys, and by the third night, I'm ready to get them back. But yeah, it feels like whiplash of oh, I'm this mode, oh, I'm that mode, and maybe because yours rotates. It's not more frequently than me too. Like you're every three days. Whereas I know that I've got that, you know, we do our drop offs from daycare and school kind of thing. So I know that from that day that, okay, I've got X amount of time. Yeah. I was just signaling her to stop tapping the desk. Now she's like got her arms crossed like she's a corpse. (laughs) Um, Yes. Okay. So both single, both dating. Let's talk about the type of person and a little bit more depth that you are attracted to. Because when I asked you this question, when I said Mallory, Milmore, Milmorgan, Maloney, Maloney. <laughs> who I can remember, this is, I digress, but I can remember a swimming carnival and they called you out as Maloney. <laughs> no, well, was it Milmore? No, it was Maloney. Maloney, yeah, Maloney over I, the speaker. I'm pretty sure I, I won a ticket. <laughs> Maloney, baloney. Um... Which, again, strange of our parents to call you Mallory, our older sister Sage, and then throw a Kylie in the middle. Yeah, plain. So Australian. Just throw that in there. Okay, so when I asked Mallory what sort of guys she's attracted to, what did you say? Losers. (laughs) I love a loser. Like, extend. What makes a loser and why do you love them? I, I, I can't. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand why I do, but I tend to go for just losers, like the kind that live in their parents' basements or don't have bed sheets on their beds, don't know how to be an adult. And I don't know why, but my type, mine always seem to be the same type. Like they always have some sort of addiction problem. Oh my god! And a little bit of a criminal past. Do you think there's part of you that likes? to be the fixer or the hero or the glue like that you're you're so I I think previously I've definitely dated where I've thought no I can I can fix this man or I can change this man like my love will be the thing yeah absolutely and it's not it never <laughs> it's, it's never the right <laughs> you, you can't fix them no you do definitely have a type and I think that's just human nature we all have a type that we're typically drawn to like my girlfriend Amanda always says to me like she'll say, oh, are you going on a date this week? And I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I'm going on a date. And I'll send her the photo. And she's like, yeah, that's on brand for you. Like yeah. it looks like he goes to festivals. Like that's like the standard guy that you would choose. And your standard guy is definitely like big. Big, tattooed. Solid. Yeah. Kind of the kind of guys that you might like cross the road to get away a from at bad night. bad boy. You yeah. Know, she loves a bad love boy. A, a bad 
dad. Oh my god. <laughs> a bad daddy. Okay. Daddy issues. Alright. So there's that. But you do want to kind of change the sort that you're going for, do you think? I not would, really. I like my you're comfortable with your crims. <laughs> crim safe. I like I like the physical type that I go for, and I think that that probably won't change. Like I think my attraction I'm only ever drawn to the same type of people. However, yeah, because you and I, we would never swipe on the same people. No, never. I'm like swiping on like skinny, long hair, like kind of nomad looking things. And you're really swiping on like bikey looking guys. Yeah, absolutely. If I can't see a gang sign, I'm not in. (laughs) (laughs) She's laughing, but she's serious as well. I'm so serious. Yeah. So concerning. So you want it? You think that you'll stick with your same physical type, but you're looking for the unicorn. You're looking for the guy that looks like a gang member, but isn't. Oh, I'm happy if they are. <laughs> I just <laughs> so stressful being a sister. It's so stressful. I just want them to be a little bit put together. I want someone to be able to look after me. <laughs> this I is- want them to be able to fix me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this goes back to like you want all of the adoration and attention and affection. But just for the listeners playing at home, last night Mallory was on a date and she sent me a photo of this guy's bathroom and she's like, I love him. He's a proper adult. And I'm like, wow, like the bar is literally on the floor if you're just like, oh, this guy's a good guy because his bathroom's organized. I think that's an unfair statement because this <laughs> was an exceptional bathroom. No, it's just a standard guy's bathroom. Yeah. Like I had like a shaggy rug on the floor in a bathroom, like a bit yeah, outdated. Yeah, like this man has like a three-step face cleansing there were, there were a lot of nivea f- uh, uh, for men products a lot of um a lot of products and so you just like that he was had products yeah i didn't i didn't have to get out my own little toiletry bag <laughs> the bar is on the floor team <laughs> oh, yeah. um okay so let's talk a little bit about online dating specifically and then maybe we'll go into real dates as well I am curious to know, when do you tell people that you have kids? Because I, I like just full disclosure, I never have it on my profile that I'm a mom or that I have children. And I think if I really sit with that, there's probably some sort of internalized judgment or misconception surrounding single parents that I have held on to about myself. Maybe that's what it is. I also think maybe it's a bit of a protection setting like I only tell people once I feel like oh yeah I'm probably gonna meet this person but what's your like do you have on your profile mum of three um (laughs) not three because I don't feel like I should be penalized for three because the twins were were not my choice she she always starts starts with hit me me out out. (laughs) (laughs) um I honestly up until very very recently I was the exact same as you I did not mention the children at all um I do have on my profile now that I've got children and I'm not after another one to look after. <laughs> so you don't want to get tangled up with anyone that has kids. Oh no. I meant like a man that I had to look oh, after. Like right. a child. I'm like, yeah. that's pretty. Oh, but, but again, yeah, I don't want to be a stepmom. You don't? No. You've got a bit of experience with that. Yeah. I've been there and it's not for me, which yeah. is probably. Although to be fair, you were in a very extreme a situation. Ve- yeah. A very different situation that probably not many people are in. But no, I, if I'm talking, I think I'm different to you in the sense of I don't give too much conversation before I meet. Like I'm very, very quick to go, yes, I want to meet you or no, I don't. And I don't do the conversation online. I'll say, okay, awesome. Let's meet. I'm happy to, I've honestly met and been on probably 20 dates in the last week. (laughs) 
since yesterday in the, in the last month, honestly, like, because I find it so easy to go, all right, let's just meet for a yeah. coffee or do this. Um, and then I can tell, and I'm like, I went on a terrible, on New Year's it, Eve. it was not even a date. It did not even get to the date. I got there and I knew straight away that this man was not for me. Within five minutes, she'd sent me a message saying he's a child. Oh, his housemate was asleep on the couch when I got there. Yeah, just a different lane. Um, And I (laughs) thought, how am I going to get out of this? But I just, I told him to his face. And I think for me, that was a really, really big thing. To just be honest. Yeah, absolutely. He probably didn't, I mean, I know he didn't love it. It wasn't the New Year's Eve kiss he was going for. No. <laughs> the kiss of death. And I ended up in bed with Maltesers at 9.30. I'm glad you said Maltesers. I was like, shit, where is this going? <laughs> Who did she end up in bed with? Um, so that's that's good. So you will move quickly. See, I'm happy to have, I want to know a little bit about the person before I meet with them. And I think maybe that's reflective of protective but I'm also time poor and I genuinely would rather be on my own than spend time with someone that I'm not going to have a good conversation with which isn't probably the right attitude because you're so right you need to meet someone because I have had the experience where I've had rhythm backwards and forth on a dating app or via text and then as soon as they've gotten out of the car I've gone oh well, see, that's, like I just like you just know sometimes. Yeah, well, that was my New Year's dud, and that's mm. where I went wrong. I think because it was over Christmas, and obviously I had the children. He was you, the, were, you were vulnerable. I was vulnerable, and New he Year's was Eve. he was the only person that I had ever conversed with for days before meeting. And you guys were laughing a lot because oh, you you were like we're sending voice messages and we're cracking up. Like I could I could not breathe. He was so funny. Yeah, but just not. It didn't translate into real life. Absolutely not. Yeah, see, I'm happy to go back and forth enough to know, like, okay, they've got similar values, similar morals, or we're going to at least have some sort of, like, common ground that we can have a conversation, whereas you're just – like, are you making these judgments on physical attraction quickly? Yeah, I would say initially absolutely physical attraction. But, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Do you have an ankle bracelet on in your pictures? Do you have a parole officer? (laughs) Great. Here's my address. (laughs) do you agree i agree but i also maybe it's a special talent i know if i vibe with someone straight away from like the first couple of messages but is it a special talent if you're single (laughs) perhaps not (laughs) i fall in love every week every week you do fall quickly so after she sent me the message of this man's bathroom and said look like Wow, yippee, like I hit the jackpot. I feel like you're really making it sound <laughs> more than what it was. I don't think it's normal to be that excited over a bathroom, but it's the little things. But then you said, I love him and I think I'm going to marry him. So you do attach quickly. Oh, ab- absolutely. And I think that's, yeah, definitely. But I also, I like when it's like an equal attachment. Yeah, he's into you as well. Yeah, Absolutely. So that's where you're at. You've had two dates with this guy. Um, so we'll just dot, dot, dot to be continued on him. Yeah, he may be dead next week. He may not exist to me. <laughs> dead in your dead, world. Dead in my world. She's not. Social suicide, not really. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've kind of touched on this, but one thing I was going to say like, or ask you is what makes you swipe on a profile, but we've kind of got a clear picture. You just love a crim. I have a type. Okay, that makes you swipe on a profile. 
Yeah, I I always read it, but I don't do the profiles with um, no bio. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very poignant <clears throat> because I have been known to have no bio. Nothing. Zilch. That's why I like the apps that have prompts. Yeah. Because then I have to fill them out. I do always read the bio. I make sure that we are over five foot five foot seven at least. <laughs> she does not love a short king. I do not love a short king. <laughs> oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that makes you swipe. I think for me what makes me swipe is I do like a bio, like I like a bit of information. But I also – I don't know if I have like a specific – hit list of the, of they have to have this before I swipe it's more just like a feeling like if your finger hovers and you're curious about someone yeah I'll swipe on them um but of course smile lines like I'm a sucker for someone with like a lot uh, yeah, of smile uh, lines yeah. I really love that hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f- are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Um. Okay. When you do go on a date, are you mindful of certain things? Like, what are you paying attention to? I'm really mindful of how they interact with others not just me like mm, I think that's the typical like make, how, how do they treat the yeah, waitress exactly to make sure they're respectful of the server others and but I guess just mannerisms are a big one for me too I think mm. you've had a date recently where someone straight away you were like that's a no for me with their mannerisms oh absolutely the gingerbread guy yeah the gingerbread guy he was so lovely and so good looking and an absolute beautiful person, but not for me. Yeah. See, I wonder, and you can tell me, but I wonder if maybe one of the differences between us is I will go on a date with someone, and yes, I've had the experience, as I mentioned before, where I'll see someone and I'll straight away know it's a no. Yeah. And I'll have like a quick coffee and like move it along. But I've also had the experience where it's like a, it's neither a, it's not like a, oh my gosh, yes, this guy's amazing. But I'm like, hmm, like it was pleasant tell, enough. Tell me more. I like you, tell me more. Yeah. So then I'll go on another date and see where things go from there. But I feel like that's probably not your zone. You're like, no, I'm either in or I'm out. I'm either in or out. I'm fully and, attached and moving in or I'm ghosting And you. if I'm in, like, for instance, um, I don't have a nickname for this one. We probably need one. The, well, he kind of has a nickname because he goes by two names. <laughs> <laughs> for reasons that you guys can I, work out. I, <laughs> the Nivea guy, he, like, I'm so in that I deleted my Tinder when I was at, after one date. Not oh, even after one date, when we were at dinner. Like, I yeah, deleted wild. it. And I pay for that. Like, every time I delete that, I'm a $43 in the hole. You pay for Tinder. I pay for everything pay except for Hinge. I didn't get onto that. Oh, I didn't. Okay. See, I, yeah, I pay for Hinge because I like the filters. There's all sorts of filters. Um, <laughs> a height one. <laughs> there is a height filter. There is indeed. Okay. But we are not heightists, although you are. I am. Absolutely. You are. Um, okay. What do you think are red flags when you're seeing someone? Like what is a no for you? 
Why are you looking at me like that? Oh, I see the red flags, but I just fold them up and put them in my pocket. I love <laughs> you just them. Keep going and collect I love them. them. Red is my favorite color. <laughs> my hard nose are. Is that why you were looking at me? Because you're like, I, I just. Well, red flags? Like, I love them. The more, the better. Uh-huh. <laughs> Make me a better. Make me a better. Okay. I am. Um... like one of your French girls. <laughs> I'm a I'm a big vibe. Like I feel like if they can't, if there's no banter back and forth, like yeah, you're all about energy. Because even on our walk, you were telling me about this Nivea guy, and everything you're telling me. If we wrote that down on paper, that would automatically go in a red flag column. But you're not bothered by them because you're like, no, like I I think that this is a good person. Yeah, I'm I'm energy, and I think like for me, my biggest red flags would be. I, my energy, my vibes, like if you, and if you don't find me funny, because I'm very funny. Like if you don't sit there and laugh at what I'm saying. You have a bad sense of humor. Yeah. Like I would just, or I don't know. Mine are very much, I get the ick very easily. Like. Yeah. You don't like people chewing. I don't like chewing. Um, if their teeth aren't appropriate. (laughs) Liquid only diet. (laughs) Like if their teeth are not appropriately lengthed. Size. Like size. Like if they have small teeth, I'm out. I can't do it. Yeah, I'm okay. They're your red flags. Not very deep, yeah. <laughs> I, I like red flags. I don't know how to answer that. Whereas your red flags, mm. what are they? Well, I think now, now my red flags, like with dating in this current state, are different to what they would have been a couple of years ago. Now, for me, red flags are um, if they don't have any idea at all what they want to do in the future. I think because with the breakup that I went through at the start of last year, that was a big one. Like there was no shared future there. And this person in particular never allows himself to really think of the future. And whilst I recognize no future is guaranteed, like I'm not looking for someone to be like, oh, this is exactly how our future is going to be. I want them to at least have some sort of forecasting. Whereas I'm the opposite. I would like my future planned Yeah. out. Yeah, I think – see going through the divorce has made me be like, well, nothing's guaranteed. Yeah, of course. So a flat, a red flag that I notice is if they're all about only living in the current moment, that might not necessarily work for me. And that is something I have to be mindful of because I am attracted to nomads. Nomads light me up. Like I love the guy that has no baggage and has... Oh, you love the guy that sleeps in the back of a van. <laughs> I, I love it. Keeps his things in a Ziploc bag. Sign me up. I am attracted to that. But upon having distance and thinking through things, and I guess therapy as well, I could recognize I'm drawn to that person because... It's something I would like more of in my own life. So I need to give that to myself. So other red flags, if they don't have any friends. Yeah. Because I've been in situations where I've been romantically with someone who has kind of not got anyone else. They've not got family. They've not got friends. And it's it's too suffocating. Like I really want to be with someone who has their own life. Their own social circle. Yeah. Um, other red flags, talking badly about their exes is a big one, I think. Although you'd probably love that. No, not at all. No. I'm no, I don't like that at all, actually. That's that's wrong. That is a <laughs> that is a wrong statement, Kylie. That's a wrong Jay. assumption. She is a moving target. I No, I don't that's probably a big one is I don't like when people talk bad mm. about anybody. Anyone. Yeah. Or for instance, like I my my probably biggest red flag is my ex husband and I do a lot of things together still. Like we So if they're jealous. If they're jealous or if one. they don't, like that's a that's a big no for me and that's something I disclose really, really early on. Like I say, look, like 
my ex and I spend time as a family. We spend time as a family. We have family photos. We take the kids to Christmas lights. We do things as a family. Yeah. And if Um, that's not going to fly with you, it's not going to fly. Exactly. Which I think too, like, and that's something that I would never try to to fight them on or to yeah, you're not going to work with no, that. absolutely not. It's already like pushing yeah. like an uphill battle. Um, yeah, and I think other red flags for me that I'm noticing lately is if they're bad on comms, like if they're not good with communication, yeah. um, and if I get the sense that they're playing games. Oh, and just a general sense of anxiety. Oh yeah, like that last boy that I not recently but midnight meme man <laughs> midnight who's midnight meme bush's meme oh no not him <laughs> no not him i had a guy send me this random like it's it's art apparently but i didn't realize it was art but it's like a spooky meme you don't said, know a good thing when you've got it said i'm outside in the bushes and it really creeped me out anyway not him oh. i was talking about the guy from like a month ago we'll call him Schmillen. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, yes. He gave me so much anxiety. I'm familiar. So, like, after my date with him, dates with him, I felt riddled with anxiety to the point of, like, I thought I liked him and I was saying – You had, like, an anxious attachment to him. Yes, and I think he was triggering a lot of stuff from my last breakup. Like, he was, like, nomad energy and I was really, really anxious over him and I didn't know whether that – anxiety was because I liked him and I was afraid to like him but now having then that play out and being like no he was bad on comms I felt like he was playing games that was definitely like an anxious triggering yeah and I think that's probably one thing that we both have in common which correct me if I'm wrong is I also think you tend to date down and I do too like I don't date yes you do absolutely you 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 also love a loser. They're just no, I yes, don't. you do. They're just in different things. <laughs> no, yes, yes absolutely. No, I've, never, I've never dated a loser. What was Schmillen's job? He had like a proper <laughs> full time job. He's definitely not a loser. I think he's actually going to be very successful. Oh, see, going to be potential. Be, yeah, potential. So no, no, he's definitely. I could fix him. No, he wasn't a loser. I don't think. But I think that. I don't think I've ever dated a loser. No, I think you date down, not a loser. What does I dating down I date mean? The, we're we're going to get into a bunch of I <laughs> date the losers. I date the ones that I can look at and go, no, I know you're a loser, but maybe I could fix you. I think you date down in the sense that you're very successful and very headstrong in what you want for, for the most part. But I think you, you do date down. Like men I don't that, understand what that means. Like they're not good enough for you. Like they keep aqua ear in a snaplock bag and, and they're, I, they're I, different or they have a very, very young circle of friends that don't necessarily fit what you would love. But I see, I would push back on that. I don't think I've ever dated an actual loser ever. Anyone I've ever, <laughs> you, just, you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that, Mallory. Um, things she things she's mouthing. When you say it like that, yes, I have been tang- like I was with someone who didn't own anything, but he definitely was not a loser. No, at all. loser's probably the wrong word, but I feel like I feel like you do you don't date men on the same level as you as far as profession like professional career goes and whatnot. But who would be? Like that's that's so interesting. I'm not really sure who would be because I know no one that wears a suit unless they have a court date coming up. (laughs) See, I don't want someone that wears a suit. This is so interesting. So you think I date down. I think you date down. You definitely date down. There's no, like, that's objective. 100%. I'm, yeah, I'm a broken, broken woman. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
<laughs> okay, that's interesting. Um, so you've had two dates with this guy. You're smitten. I've recently had two dates with someone, and I'm very interested to keep seeing how that progresses. Yes. Um, what else have I got written down here? We've gone over red. Oh, I was gonna say, what are your red flags? But your red flags are just the people that you like, probably. Yeah, absolutely. They're all the same. Yeah. Mm. Whereas I think my red flags are probably that maybe I'm too discerning too early on. Like I want to work out pretty quickly if someone's going to be a fit for me now. So maybe I'm like overlooking people because. Oh, I probably have that too. I'm a, I'm a hard no straight, like very, very quickly. I'm a hard yes or a hard no. Yeah. Okay. Um, ideal first date situation. Oh, I'm more of a, I, I like a dinner date, but I also will always drive so I can have a a fast exit because I am, you're not a drinker either really. no not really and I'm not going to waste my time if I don't feel it I'm not gonna she's sit, just gonna tell them straight I to their will face literally say to their face I find you incredibly attractive she's stolen that from me that's my breakup <laughs> line look I don't use that I literally just say I've had a great time but you're not for me <laughs> and I don't I don't feel bad saying that. And I think for me, I don't feel bad because typically I haven't conversed with them for a long time and we haven't. It's low investment. Very, very low investment. Like my investment. But you like a dinner date? Yeah. See, I feel like a dinner date's a big investment. I won't agree to a dinner date. Yeah, but you won't do a day date either. So what do you do? fucking hard work, isn't she? Literally. I just like a drink. Like, let's meet for a wine, feel it out. Just bring your camper van over that you live in. (laughs) (laughs) literally no okay so you'll like a dinner date which is you probably do that because you hate people who chew (laughs) matches so you need to like work out if you can actually share a meal with them and see if i can see their teeth like if the teeth to gum ratio is good but i also i would do i would do a coffee date too Mm. um normally the coffee dates are probably the people that i'm exceptionally low invested in like that i'm like oh i know that it's probably not going to work but for the sake of a neck tattoo, I'll give it a go. <laughs> She'll dip a toe in for the sake of a neck tattoo. <laughs> and if they've got face tattoos, it's a full meal. Oh, if it's a face tattoo, we're having a sleepover. <laughs> oh, my God. So as Milmore said, I am not a huge fan of the day date just because I've had coffee dates that have felt more like interviews. And I think because I'm pretty busy usually through the day, I've always got stuff that I can do and I probably feel more inclined to want to do something at night on the nights that I don't have the kids because I just won't do it. But I did like that first, the guy that I've just had two good dates with, and I'm pretty sure there'll be a third. We had a day date. Yeah. And you didn't want to go. I did not want to go. I forced you to go. She did. Yeah. Because it was, I was about to get the kids back that afternoon I had been working and I guess I don't like going from like work mode to a date mode. And then to mum mode straight after. Felt like a lot of whiplash. Yeah. And I also like this guy, I'm so glad that I went, like so glad right now that I went, things could change, but like he's younger than me. So that's not someone that I would usually go on a date with. And I just wasn't sure if there was that rhythm there. Yeah. And also your attraction was not as prominent online as it was in person you found him very attractive oh yeah as soon yeah. as I saw him I was yeah. like oh he's, I'm so glad yeah. I went like I think I sent you a message when he was getting a drink and I was like yep he's tall he's good looking so we sound really like and we're yeah. all about the height which is not true because <laughs> Schmillen was not tall so I'm not no as he, much was a, of a he was a tiny tom <laughs> tiny, tiny chom um but yeah as soon as I saw him I was so glad that I went on this day date so normally I have a hard no but we did go for uh, two drinks and I'm really glad I did what else? 
Um, yeah, my ideal date is just like, let's meet for a drink because then you can always go for dinner afterwards if there's a rhythm and if there's not, and one or two drinks, you can still drive as well. How much communication <laughs> do you expect from someone that you're dating? Oh, all I'm, of it. All of it. All of it. FaceTime me 24 7. Like, get a new phone number and only add mine to it. That is what I need. But I, <laughs> I, I expect a lot. Yeah. And see, and I typically get, this is where I'm very probably still trying to figure myself out because I like a lot on my terms. Yeah. You like a lot as long as it doesn't give you the ick. Yeah. And as soon as it gives me the ick, I have to, I, I, ghost them they are, you will ghost out absolutely i will mm. typically just give them a little block and a, oh you'll block absolutely oh my gosh okay okay i don't i feel anxious if they were would message me and see that's so interesting but then on a real date you'll say to someone i'm not feeling this but someone who's invested in you you'll just block them yeah absolutely i don't know why yeah okay interesting well we won't delve too deep into that because who knows what will come up but there have been times when you will message me and say, like, I'm feeling a certain way over someone who hasn't replied to you or hasn't messaged you in the last X amount of time. It's, and I'll be it's like, It's been 13 minutes. I'm like, You need to who, rain it. Who, who showers for 13 minutes? I'm like, You need to rain it back in. I think I'm prob- maybe it's like an age thing. I don't know. I'm a little bit more realistic with communication and I don't want to hear from someone 24 seven. Like I wouldn't want someone that I'm dating to call me all the time for conversations. Oh, I don't want anyone to call me ever. Okay. I just want a constant stream of text messages, like a play by play. Okay. Right, 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 right. So you want to hear from them every day? Yeah, absolutely. If I'm invested into somebody that I'm, that I want to see or that I, I don't know. I'm not necessarily exclusive with, but yeah, I want to hear from them every day. At what point would you go exclusive with someone? I'm not a great person to ask this question. Why? Because you go too hard too soon. Absolutely. Okay. So you're feeling exclusive already with this guy after two dates? I have sized out his cupboard to see if my clothes would fit in there. Right. They okay. would, okay. by the way. Stay tuned for episode two, team, for those playing at home. Um, comms for me, I do like to hear from someone, but I don't need a lot. Like, I really don't think that I need a lot of communication in between dates. I think I'm quite independent in that way. Yeah. But I don't like the feeling of someone playing games. Yeah, and I think that's that's a big thing with, with you as well, is your communication doesn't need to be as constant as mine, but if they are – viewing your stories but not texting you that's a big you don't you don't like that yeah because then that tells me that there's some sort of game playing because I think that there are still people and this guy again that gave me the anxiety like he's we were speaking about this on a date because I said oh I was unsure if you liked me and he was like but you know girls don't girls like women mister but he was saying like girls don't actually want a lot of attention because they're more inclined to like us if we're not giving them as much intention and that's like such a naughty boy attitude isn't it like that's the kid that pulls your hair on the bus and thinks that that's the way to tell you told him to his face but then and there it's a no a hard no schmilling well no we were just having a conversation about and i was saying oh no see i'm both too young and too old to play games like i want clear comms if someone you know and there's this great quote that i've shared before that if Someone leaves you feeling confused, they don't like you. Yeah. Because if someone likes you, you'll know. Yeah, absolutely. And if that's my biggest thing, which it took me a long time to 
it took me a long time to let my ex-boyfriend go. That was... Yeah, well, you guys were on and off for like 18 months. Oh, it was... Toxic? Very toxic. It was the biggest toxic bond that I have ever experienced. Do you think it was a trauma bond? I think so. I think we had very similar... Wounds. Similar wounds. Um, But for me, it was... I begged him for the bare minimum. Like, yeah. I begged him to like to participate in being a part of his own family. Yeah. And I look back now and I think it took me a long time to be able to realize that, but to be able to let him go. And my biggest thing was if he wanted to, he would. And he doesn't want to and he never wanted to. And at some point you have to believe people's actions over believing people's words. Oh, absolutely. And which, yeah, I, I, from the outside looking in, I can see that for sure in that relationship. I don't know a great deal about it, but you know, there's things we obviously won't go into on a podcast, but I could definitely see it was toxic and there was a lot of trauma bonding and a lot of like, it's like so nearly right. Like it's nearly right. Yeah, like, like, can I make this square fit through this triangle <laughs> hole? Can I do it? Like if I turn it to the yeah. right, can I make this fit? No, you can't. <laughs> I'll tell you now, after 18 months, you cannot. Yeah, okay, you can't. Um, what else are we talking about? Communication, making someone fit, believing actions, and also to like believing words as well. Like in the relationship, the last relationship I had, the whole way through, I had the information. You know, like I knew that I was tangled up with a Peter Pan. I had that information. Yeah but I wasn't really willing to sort of allow myself to forecast. I was much more like, well, that's okay for now. That's okay for now. And it actually was a really good relationship. And I think, you know, I have moments where I'm angry about it, but then I have moments where I'm really grateful for it. And I think it was a good relationship for me at the time because I had to go very slow. Yeah. Whereas now, and I mean, I wonder what your opinion is on this, but I don't know if I would go as slow with someone. No, and I think that's where we differ and probably both need to find a more middle ground, a middle ground because you admittedly, my children have never met anybody except for my ex that I was with for 18 months. The kids have aside from that, not met anybody else, which is something that I will, again, we're, we're lucky that we're in a position where we can do that, but I also will not do that again. So hard, so quickly. Whereas you were with this man for a, a very long time. Do you know time. what? We were together for seven months before I even knew that I could call him my boyfriend. Yeah. and Six months. And then he met the kids after seven months. Yeah. And I think for me, that's that's a long time. Like such a long time. Yeah, for, for me, I, again, I don't have the best track record. So I could Take be, it with a grain yeah, of salt too. Please don't. <laughs> She's not here to give advice. She's I'm just not, sharing I'm her just, story. I'm just sharing my story. I feel like a, a couple of months – and then I would introduce my children. But now, especially that mine are becoming to the age where they're old enough to understand that, no, this man is not dad, not, not my dad and never will be. They've got a fantastic dad, just like yours do. But I, um, like, I don't want someone to come in and feel like it's stepdaddy tryouts. Like mm. it, it never, it just has to be daddy tryouts. <laughs> She means she means daddy. She daddy. means a daddy for herself, is what she's saying. Oh God. Um, but yeah, I think the children thing and bringing them into it is I I don't know because last time 
I moved very, very quickly. And that has been something that probably held us together for longer than it should have because my boys were... Because you integrated and you had this family unit sooner. So it would have been harder to call it off because it's not just a relationship between you and that person. Absolutely. And my, my boys were not even two years old. So they kind of knew nothing else. Mm. Whereas now they, they understand to an extent, yeah, to an extent, of course, but they understand that they've got one fantastic dad and I wouldn't bring anyone else into their life until I was sure. Yeah. And see, I think that is something I am hoping to do a little bit differently. If I meet someone is to not, be so fucking easy breezy cool girl nothing bothers me I don't need to ask if I'm your girlfriend like that kind of super um super easy going thing that I did I think this time I would want more clarity like like it's kind of wild to think I was with someone for six months and didn't know that I was their girlfriend don't you think yeah of course it's a bit dumb yeah um so yeah I don't know if I would do it as slow And I mean, I wouldn't be introducing the kids to someone super quick, but I think that I would introduce them faster because one of the things that I struggled with was not feeling seen across all roles. Like I was very much fun girlfriend or available girlfriend when I didn't have the kids. But then when I was in mum mode, I didn't, like I still existed. There was still a relationship there for sure, but there wasn't, I wasn't seen. Yeah, exactly. Like he would never come over. Yeah, exactly. He wanted you when you were available as Kylie. Yes, which is why I think we were able to have a relationship that's lasted over a year is because we could only move so slowly and it was in a container that suited him and his own personal idiosyncrasies, whereas what I really would have loved and I just didn't want to ask for would have really loved more integration of please come over while I'm putting the kids to bed and pour me a wine. Like that's all I want. Like I want someone that can see me as a mum as well as the other things. But I also think probably moving – forward because our like my daughter is very similar age to the to your boys she's six months younger yeah but she's like going on 16 oh, she's, she's like an such a teenager but she so for instance I mean I try to obviously keep everything very age appropriate but she understands that I'm single and dating oh yeah and the boys and say to me all the time mom are you gonna get a dating profile and get a boyfriend exactly and that's where I feel like you can integrate integrate that a little bit normalize it like they don't have to yeah well I did say to the boys last time because they'll say to me what did you do when we weren't here and I usually just say oh I worked or I saw my friend or I went for a walk and I said oh mum I actually went on a date this time and I just wanted to test the waters and see how they responded to that and they were like yeah cool like tell me about him type thing and I said well I probably don't need to tell you about him because I don't know if I'm going to see him again but I had a nice time and I think that I'm ready because they went through like the heartbreak with me with the breakup yeah because I was so destroyed over this dumb breakup but um, they they understand. Yeah, and then that's the thing is, and I think that you need to be able to be obviously age appropriate, but to be able to communicate with them. Like for, for my daughter, Piper, I actually find it really funny some of the things she will say because she will often say from oh, – she's told me about the sort of person oh. she doesn't want you to get tangled up with. She will often say to me, let's find someone that's right for us both. <laughs> She is very grown up. And yeah, when I was dropping her home on Christmas Eve, the things that were coming out of her mouth, I was like, wow, wow, she's very grown up. But yes, and I think 
again, it's all age appropriate and it's all small bits of information, but something I'm understanding with the boys is I do want them to understand that I am an individual as well as their mum and I deserve to have a life and I deserve to explore things and I don't want to rattle them and scare them. No, but in, and that it is normal. Like it yeah, is normal. Yeah, it's okay to go on yeah, a date exactly. and it doesn't work out. And it's okay to go on a date and it does it's work okay out. It's okay to have relationships that, yeah. With criminals. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that is more than okay if you are me. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, it's been an, it's been interesting. Very it's interesting. Been interesting. I did have another thing written down, but I think that we've kind of touched on it where I said like, how do you think your childhood impacts your relationships? And for those people listening, there is a man by the name of Harville Hendricks who has a book called, I think it's called Getting the Love You Want or Getting the Love You Deserve. And he speaks a lot about how our family relationships really impact the romantic partnerships we seek and what we're, what voids we're trying to fill. But I feel like we've kind of touched on that. Yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah. Okay. And I also have to go to do a live chat, so we need to wrap it up. Bye-bye. Is there anything else that you wanted to add to this conversation? Or like, what if someone's listening who is only like brandly, brandly, brand newly single? What advice would you give them? Oh, you wouldn't give them advice. Oh, well, they shouldn't take it, but date, like date multiple people. You don't have to sleep with them. You don't have to. Yeah. Like I. Mallory's a big prude. Oh, I'm, like, I'm. Only since now being both single, I'll make, I'll say like, I'll, I'll make a comment about <laughs> sex and she'll go bright red and she'll be like, oh, I'm not discussing that. <laughs> like I'm such a prude. I won't have sex with someone until I am exclusive, which I mean, doesn't take long in my world, <laughs> but I, I think it's so normal to date and date multiple people. It doesn't mean you have to sleep with them or you owe them anything or that you even have to ever see them again, but you can just block them. Yeah. Block them. Don't, disappear. Don't. <laughs> yeah, absolutely do. You don't owe them anything, but Date, date people, go for it. Like exactly what Kylie said, which is something that she said to me very, very early on was go for the story. Yeah. And that's something that I really do. But also now that I'm probably in a position where I feel very secure within myself as a person. And I guess what I want now is I go in with, I don't care if they like me. It's do I like them? Yes. And that's a really big thing is I'm like, it's not about if they like me. It's do I like this person? And I did think that when you were messaging me on New Year's Eve and you were going for a date and you were kind of like, oh, I don't really want to go, but I might as well. I shouldn't have gone. <laughs> but you, were, you weren't really rocked by it. I mean, the only thing you said was like you wasted a good outfit on it. But yeah, I feel like you do have a strong sense of self. So you're not really afraid of someone rejecting you because you're more considerate, you're more cognizant of how you're feeling about them yeah absolutely that would be my yeah my yeah. only thing was just worry if you like them yeah all right and the thing that I would probably end this episode on just reiterating is if someone gives you massive anxiety it's probably not because they're a good fit probably not probably not and also just that saying which I've said countless times in episodes if you feel confused by someone they probably aren't that interested in you. Yeah. Would you agree? If they wanted to, they would. Yeah. We'll end it on that note. All right. Where can people follow you, hear more of your unfiltered opinions, 
see more from you oh that would be my instagram which apparently i need to have a new name Kylie. No, I, yeah. I was just like explain the name to me i think it's fantastic my instagram handle is my underscore blontourage which i thought was very cute because you're not I, even blonde anymore no but my entourage is my three little <laughs> the team yeah the byproduct of my marriage <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, I will put Mallory's Instagram handle, Maloney's Instagram handle in the show notes and you guys can hear more from her over on social. If you enjoyed this episode, absolutely let us know. I think it could be a cool idea to have like a couple of episodes scheduled where we just like share our trials and tribulations. Yeah. Just who I'm in love with next week. (laughs) Stay tuned. (laughs) This is what I want. Is what I need If you don't have to go I can set you free Are you gonna make a move? Are you gonna come and see? Whatever you wanna do You know what's cool with me Whisper in the dark Whispers in the dark You come to play, don't you? Looking for something sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.